Okay, it is uh, January 18th, and I had a great lesson today that I want to share, that the blueprint that's shown in the Bible examples faith and action. They're together. It is in Hebrews 4.2 about the promised land and what the Israelites didn't do is they didn't put their faith to action. They complained. So a lot of them didn't go into the promised land. Some did. But they didn't obey the aspects to what God was trying to show them so we need to say I want to see the best outcome for me for others putting our faith forth then pray about it and then imagine the great influence that will come in to give you that outcome. Action will also require fighting. Because there's giants in the promised land. If you go and read in that time, they sent two in to check the promised land out, and then they came back and said there's giants in the land. So, We know that there's even now giants in our land, even present day, spiritually. So the Lord shows us things in his word. And are we going to obey him? He knew there were giants in the promised land. So he gave us this information to help us. So before I go into that, you often can't go by feelings with faith because feelings are temporary. They're, they can be deceiving. The kingdom of God is voice activated in the word. And you have to push back against these giants that we'll face by the use of the word. Voice activated. Some of these fears that we have, self-doubt, People that are naysayers. They're spiritual attacks. Not from God. Because he doesn't give us a spirit of fear. He gives us a sound mind. He isn't about doubt. 
is about confidence. And a naysayer spirit is a giant. 1 Samuel 17, 4-7 David's in this book, and the question was in this lesson was, why didn't David have a sword? He had to go up against a, a giant. He didn't have a sword. Why? You know, he was going into battle. Well, in 1 Samuel 13, 9 through 32, it starts to explain. In those times, the Philistines decreed that no Israelite would have ways of making weapons or making swords. So there were no blacksmiths blacksmiths in the land. So no swords or spears could be made. They had to go to um, get their tools, farm implements, hand tools and stuff sharpened in another land. So they went into battle, even the army didn't have swords. So why did they have to go into the battlefield? Well, to conquer the land, to to take it back. So that's what we have to do. So in 1 Samuel 11, the king in that story leads the army of giants against this small little town in Israel. And the town has to beg for peace. So it talks about the right eye being gauged out. Well, that means in warfare, if your right eye is gouged out, you're defenseless. So the devil tries to overpower you, disgrace you, leave you defenseless and heavy laden. He's part of the enemy of the the forces of enemy against us. So we're talking about, you know, in the Old Testament it's physical, but it has a spiritual counterpart. So we must have a strategy. And many don't have a strategy. So, God tries to teach us the strategy. In Deuteronomy 7, this is where the strategy comes in. The giants are spirits or powers of darkness, or as Jesus said, demons. And in that chapter 7, There's metaphors to the seven nations in this scripture. He gives the Hettites, the 
all the tribes, basically. Well, you take those in order. All these tribes that he named. The Hittites promote terror, fear, confusion. That giant or demon keeps you out of the promised land. Fear is a false god. You do not bend your knee to a false god. It's considered you don't want to obey God. So it's a sin. It's a form of idolatry when you fear. Because the Lord's Spirit does not give you a spirit of fear. So that's one giant that many face. How do you combat that? You get in the Word and use the Word as your sword against these giants. Command them out. Declare and decree where you stand. Throw them out of your life. They have no right in your life. I gave a prayer that came down through John Hagee in the last few podcasts that that you can use. We're in the year of the mouth from the Hebrew standpoint. So we must use our voice. We must come up against these giants. They're strongholds. The girdleishites or something, <laughs> can't pronounce that, uh, is a giant that returns back. Meaning, you stop and start something, you have indecision. You can't seem to go forward. They're Amalites. Or a babbling giant. Negative self-talk. Tired. Can't do this. Casting down everything. Disappointment. It's a negative. So if you find yourself in self-talk that's negative, this is the spirits that's coming at you. The Ammonites are cousins to this Amorites. They're about disgrace. The Amalekites are also a cousin. in the same light. They often come in the valleys of your life. The, the testings. So we must use our authority and fight back. Don't agree with them. Come into no agreement. If you get the babble giant, the negative talker, You must put on your crown. 
Revelations 5.10. You are a king in God's kingdom. The enemy is a defeated foe, so you have to act like it and fight and say you are defeated. You can also look at Ezekiel 28.17. Many of these verses have 17 in it, which means victory. Those are victory verses. Any Anyone in the, of them in the Bible is a victory scripture. So take captive over these giants. Grab them out of your life like a bug. 2 Corinthians 10.5 And you can make them confess Christ. Who is Lord? You can say, Who is Lord? I command you, in Jesus' name, Who is Lord? And they must answer. And they know who the Lord is. Then take a joyful attitude and laugh. Because they are nothing. They are little. They, they amount to nothing in your life. Canaanites. Another giant. They shun in shame. Now remember, God told them to kill all the Canaanites. Everything. Livestock, everything. And they didn't do it. They also uh, promote insecurity, a demonic force that comes against you. The cousins to this giant are canonites. They go go with the former things, what you've messed up on them in past, because the Lord doesn't look at your past. He's already forgiven your past. So let it go. When you have this start coming at you, that's not of God. Philippians 1.28 Intimidation of spirit Romans 8.37 Say over it, I am a priest of the Lord, I am an ambassador of Christ, I have authority over you. Priscillites are uh, procrastinators. Isolation, alone. You stay in a comfort zone that, you know, promotes uh, promotes nothing. And it will destroy you because we're meant to go forth in His light, in Jesus' light. Hivites are villagers. They tend to overwhelm, distract you off of the Lord. And it can be good things, too, that, you know, really aren't meant to be your calling, but you think that you need to do it. So, get in line behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me. That's what Jesus said. It is written. So that allows you to line up with Christ. Hebavites, 
is the Thresher Giant, the lack, the poverty, scarcity, that you can only have scraps, that you're never going to be good enough, you know, all that is, is not of God. So I wanted to add in there, those were, the, those were the tribes in Deuteronomy 7. Those are the giants that we can face even now. And how to face them and declare and decree them off of you. This is warfare. We're in spiritual warfare. Many, many people are being hit spiritually. And have physical manifestations of things. So... That means we need to line up with God and stand with Him and and do what He says, obey Him and His Word, what He's trying to show us through His Word. I don't think I've ever heard of a church teaching on this, but um, it's, it's kind of our, our deal to seek it, seek after it. And the other point that I wanted to point out is that Jesus Christ never healed everyone. He did a lot of healing, but faith is the currency of heaven that we put in action. And he healed a lot of people and said, what great faith you have. So, it was a predominant thing when he healed. You have great faith. Now, when he did heal these people, he did ask them to go to the priest for sacrifice. And they gave what they could to the to the priests. I just wanted to see if there was anything. And I think one other thing that the thing that it was pointed out that disciples had to give up everything to follow him. And, and Jesus does ask us to sacrifice. He often said no. When they asked him, will you give us a sign? When the Pharisees were starting to question him and everything and who he was and all that, he said, no, I will not give you a sign. 
So they didn't have faith. They weren't producing faith. They just want wanted proof. And so Jesus did draw boundaries. And he wasn't going to be manipulated. So we need to use the sword of the Lord against these giants that are in the land still. They're still roaming around. So 2 Samuel 23, 9-10 talks about being the extension of ourselves that everything God gives us has to come through us like an extension that we live it and we breathe it and we think it and we do it and it's just a automatic thing because there's strongholds to hold you and so you must invest in that in in what he's trying to teach you and show you. So that's just a short counter recap of what I heard today and it was very good and it goes along with what I've given before on the commanding. So I hope this helps you. It helped me today because we often go by our feelings too much and that's what we have to kind of put into placement under God and and have him show you and he'll be there for you right beside you so he promises never to forsake you he's always with you so God bless and till our next time.